Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and today's devotional study is entitled, Three Crucial Messages. Please be sure to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our Bible study resources, our previous episodes, and much, much more. Our verse for this study is Revelation 14, verses 12 and 13. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Before we begin this study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for the privilege of Bible study. We invite your presence to be with us, to give us wisdom and understanding, and help us to rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Three crucial messages. These messages are found in Revelation 14, 6 through 13. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven, and earth, and the sea, and the fountains of water. That's message number one. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. That's message two. Verse nine. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard another voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Revelation 14, 6-13. There's a lot to uncover in here, and so we will move quickly. We are in a prophetic book. In our previous episode, we spoke of the judgment, the hour of his judgment coming, which is part of the first message. That first message says, fear God, give glory to him, 
because for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him. And then it defines who we're speaking about. He that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. That's the first message. This is the warning to the planet that the hour of judgment is here. And whose judgment is it? The judgment of him who created everything. And it's important to understand that the angel or the messenger that is delivering this message has the everlasting gospel to preach to everyone. This is part of that everlasting gospel. That is a crucial message. It's a message that people need to hear. It's a timely message because, again, the judgment is come. This is not a message of something in the future. This is in the present. Now, a second angel or second messenger comes with a second message. That message is Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Another short message, but it's still a packed message. Babylon is the apostate worship system. That system is fallen. And the fact that you see it repeated here is fallen, is fallen. It is a, you are assured that it is fallen. And it is fallen hard. Great city. Why is that city fallen? Because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Wine is doctrine. In scripture, wine is doctrine. Anytime you see fornication in the Bible, it is either literally people connecting sexually who ought, who are not married, or when shown figuratively, it's people involved intimately who should not be connected. So, for instance, in this particular case, Babylon is a church system, right? Because she has doctrine. She's a church system that has fallen hard because she made all nations drink of her doctrine. That is church plus state. So, the apostate church connected with nations in a way that is inappropriate for a church. So it is described as fornication, figuratively. And she got them to drink her doctrines, to, to um, accept and execute, support, participate in her views and her perspectives. And because she's an apostate, church, her views and her perspectives are not God's views and her pers or perspectives, even if she were to claim that they were. Those are two key messages. First message, you need to fear God. You need to worship God. You need to recognize that the God who created heaven and earth, his judgment is here. Second message, you need to worry about, or not, I shouldn't say worry, because that's really in the third message. The second message says, be advised, the apostate church system has fallen and it's fallen hard. And she fell, she fell in great measure because she intermingled 
with the nations of the earth inappropriately. Now, the third message is a significant message, and we're going to kind of hang out there for a little bit because there, there's a lot to get out of that, and there are things that people get wrong in there as well. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, okay, so remember, the first angel, loud voice, second angel, just said what he said, third angel, loud voice, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Okay, pause a second. So, first it was fear God, worship him. Then it was be advised, the false church system has fallen. And now... The third message is, make sure you do not worship it. That system is fallen. Make sure you do not worship it. Because you're either going to get the wrath of that system, or you're going to get the wrath of God. And when God pours out his wrath this time, it will be poured without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Okay? There will be no mercy mingled with this wrath. The time for mercy is before the judgment is finished. And since the judgment is come, is here, has started, you need to be careful that at any moment the judgment will be finished and the time of mercy will be done. So you can't worship the beast. By the way, the beast is synonymous with Babylon. And his image, the image to the beast, which these are references to Revelation 13, by the way. All right, Babylon is explained more fully in Revelation 17, and the beast and his image are referenced more um, in more detail in Revelation 13. But the beast and the image or the lookalike of the beast don't worship either of them. Don't receive the mark of the beast in the forehead or in the hand. Again, we're in a symbolic book. Things that are marked in the forehead are things that we agree to mentally, that we believe, that we accept. Things in the hand are things that we do, whether or not we accept them. And generally, when you're contrasting the head with the hand, you're definitely saying that the head is that which believes and therefore will do because of belief. And the hand is that which does for convenience sake. Right? To use an example, if you're part of a, a union and your union is striking, they have a worker's strike because of some something that is uh, perceived to be some perceived grievance and they have a, a worker strike, and you're part of that union, you might be someone who agrees with the grievance or agrees that the grievance exists, right? You may say, we don't have the right kinds of tools or we're being asked to work too long or whatever it is, whatever grievance or set of grievances 
you may agree with the grievances. In which case, if you were a worker in that union and you agreed with the grievances, you would be on strike because of a mark in the head. You would have agreed with, you believe in the cause or the purpose for which the strike is going on. But you may be someone in, in there and you don't particularly care about the grievance that was brought up. It doesn't affect you in a particular way. You don't happen to have that personal concern, but you're supporting it because you're in the union and, you know, it's like you, they, you're supporting this issue because there are other issues that they're going to support that you do care about. And so you're going to participate here because this is how you get your work and this is what you do. In which case, you're doing this by way of the hand, not by way of the head. Because you don't particularly believe or this particular issue doesn't resonate with you, but you're doing it out of convenience. You need to do it in order to be able to continue working. And so that's the choice that you make there. That is the relationship of head and hand. Okay. So this says, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark, his being the beast's mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out, as we said, without mixture, no mercy, into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb, right? That that doesn't happen until Revelation 20. So you have to go down there to see what that would happen. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. Okay. Now, a lot of people will look at this and say, aha, burning, hell burning forever. Okay. And they have no night they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So you see, aha, Revelation 14.11 says that they're going to be burning forever. Just remember that hell has a time and a place. The time for hellfire is the Revelation 20 time period, after the thousand years. After the second coming and a thousand years beyond that, after the millennium, that is when hellfire takes place. Please read Revelation 20. That's point number one. Point number two, the where. Hellfire is going to be on the surface of the earth. It's going to be on the surface of the earth because... The holy city, New Jerusalem, will descend on the surface of the earth and all of the wicked will surround it. The activities in Revelation 20 will take place. In fact, what I described is also in Revelation 20. And fire will come down from God out of heaven and burn them up. Why does it say that they're going to be burning forever and ever? Well, during the fire, during the time that they're burning, Nothing is going to be able to put out that fire. Nothing is going to be able to put out that fire. Also remember that the Bible tells us that Sodom and Gomorrah were burned with the same fire and brimstone from God. But they're not still burning. 
because they got burnt up. Because that's what Malachi 4 also points out, that every all the wickedness will be burnt up. While the fire is burning, there's no way to put it out. But when everything that the fire needs to consume is finished, it will be finished. The burning will stop. And then if you look at Revelation 21 and 22, God recreates. He creates a new heaven and a new earth right over the surface of the existing place, which means the fire is no longer there. So these verses indicate that the fire will last for whatever duration it takes to burn everything, men and angels, until they are no longer. And when that is done, then the fire will go out itself. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The patience of the saints are those that can endure, those that will endure this fearful conflict of the question of do we worship God or do we worship the beast and his image? And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write. This is John telling us that a, a voice from heaven came and said to him, Write. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Those who die in the Lord will not be forgotten. Those who die in the Lord, their works, their ministry, their service of labor will be remembered, and not only that, it will follow them. So those who uh, work for the salvation of souls, and we can see that even in terms of the Reformation and other times like that, we see that the history of those people and what they did, the history of the great reformers and the history of the pioneers of, of Adventism and the history of the apostles, um, even those folks that were martyred, the work that they did is recorded and has been instrumental in new believers coming in to the fold of God. These three messages are crucial. These three messages are crucial. Worship God. Beware of the fallen church system. Do not worship that system. Do not receive its mark in your head or in your hand because the penalty for doing that is permanent. It is final. And those that endure to the end the same shall be saved. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness and your love. We thank you for providing for us these critical messages. We ask that you will enter into our hearts and that you will fit us for your kingdom and your service. Help us to be ready because the hour is now. Help us to proclaim these messages so others can also be ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, 
You can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. Please feel free to contact us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're finding this channel to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others. And always keep our ministry in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.